Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Masters of the Matrix. I'm Greg M. In today's episode, I want to talk a little about science and spirituality and why it matters for us and where we are in our current time frame. And where we are now is we are living in a world where we are inundated with people and organizations and civilizations pushing their beliefs on others, whether it is true for you or not. And so when you watch TV, when you listen to the news, there's information that people want you to believe. And whether it's a religion, there's, there's people that want you to believe their belief. And if you don't believe what they believe in, then you are labeled something, and it's usually labeled something negatively, something not good. And so I want to give you the guidance and the know-how to realize that the most important belief that you can have is in yourself. And so if we are very easily swayed by the outside world, we have to imagine ourselves as a floating stick in a river or in the ocean. And so we are going to be guided or pushed in certain ways by currents, by waves, by weather. And we may go north, we may go south, we may go east or west. And so we don't really have a self-propelled direction. That's the problem in modern day society is that people's beliefs change. It's based off what the trend is, the current trend is, but the current scientific evidence and understanding is. So we have to learn how to believe in ourselves and how to find our own spiritual truth, our own our own compass, so that we are not swayed by the outside world, that we can do our own research, that we can measure our own belief and put that out there into the world instead of us receiving what the world is telling us who to be. And so ideally, in that same kind of idea, we want to become the captain of our ships. And so we want to have a sail where we know the direction that we're going in, and we may be a little bit influenced by the outside world, on waves and currents and whatnot, but we, we, we are going in a general direction of, we, of where we need and want to go based off of what we feel and what our truth is. And so we need to understand that our power of our belief is, is everything. It's the most important thing that you can believe in is yourself. So in tying that into everything, I want to bring a little bit of science into this podcast. And the first thing that I want to talk about is the placebo effect. So it really is the power of belief. So when scientists and doctors give someone a placebo pill, it's really nothing in there except a sugar pill, but they tell you that it does something. And so they'll find that a certain percentage of people that take this actually has a very similar effect over a pill that is designed to do what the, uh, the what, what they're telling you to do, what, what they're telling the pill is, uh, the function of it. So if it lowers your blood pressure or if it br brings you joint pain relief, there's a sugar pill and there's a pill that actually will provide, you know, acetaminophen or Advil or whatever, what have you, that will actually give you that benefit. And so if you believe in that, they give you a pill, say, okay, this is um, a sugar pill, um, but I think it's uh, an Advil and it will have effect on my body. And for a lot of people, it does. And so realizing the power of our belief is incredibly powerful. So going further into this and talking a little bit more about the scientific facts, 
and scientific evidence that I have discovered over my journey. Um, some of you may have heard this gentleman, and there's a gentleman in Japan, and his name was Masaru Emoto. He was an inventor and businessman who was studying the effects of the memory of water. Now, I'll just briefly go over this, what he did, and what he would do was he would take water, little droplets of water, and put intentions and, and feelings into these droplets of water, whether they were good intentions or bad intentions or good or bad feelings. Now, what he found was, and he documented this in imagery that you can find on the internet or in various YouTube channels or videos, what he, he would basically say, I hate you, or I love you, or everything in between to these water droplets. And as he would do that, he would freeze the water droplets so they would become crystallized. Now, when you looked at these crystals after and under a microscope, the crystals that were shown to put hate or negative influence into these crystals, they were, they were very, they were formed very chaotically. There wasn't a lot of form or structure to them. Basically, they were very ugly. And on the opposite side of that, the crystals that were put with a lot of love and tension behind them, they were formed very beautifully, very structurally sound. And so remember that water holds memory. And what are you as a human? You are mostly made up of water. You are a mirror to Mother Earth. And so the things I've talked about in past episodes where it's important for us to love ourselves, remember our, now there's proof that our body and our, is made up of water, which holds memory. So if we put love and intention into our body in a positive manner, our body will feel that. And you will see the direct result of that if you keep that up. Now, another thing I want to talk about is the law of entanglement. And the idea here is that when particles are originally joined together, if you split them up, no matter the distance, if you make a change to a photon, um, the photon that was split will actually have the, the change that you made somewhere um, on the original. So, for example, scientists have done this on Earth and split up these particles by hundreds of miles. And when they made the change on a proton or a photon on one of the particles of the original, it was instantly seen on the particle that was sent at a distance. And so it's almost faster than light. And this is what Einstein called spooky action at a distance. Very interesting stuff there. So that has a lot of interesting effects on us. More in detail, the reason why that is, is because the theory behind the Big Bang is that all of us, all humans, all physical matter, all planets, all stars were once held together by this infinitesimally small piece of pea that was all together at one point, and then it blew up, and that was the Big Bang. So in theory, all of us were already one at one point, physically connected together, all one at one, one point. So remember that. Think about that has some really deep effect and deep meaning if you really can understand what I'm going with there. Another interesting study that was done in 1952 off uh, an island of Japan, there's something called the 100th monkey effect. And what happened here was in 1952, scientists were giving monkeys off an, an island off of Japan raw sweet potatoes. And they would throw them in the sand, so they, they would have sand in the potatoes, and obviously the monkeys didn't like the sand but they would eat them anyway. But turned out one day, a young 18-month-old monkey learned how to clean the potatoes with water. And she would teach this to her family, and it spread amongst her friends or whatever have you. And eventually, it got to, to be around 99, and eventually 100 monkeys had learned this. Now, what they had found was that um, it just became almost known. So 
on another, on, on another island where monkeys were not taught this and they were given sweet potatoes, monkeys were just instantly and automatically cleaning the, um, cleaning the potatoes without having to be taught it. So there was something energetically in the system, in the matrix, so to speak, that the monkeys just knew what to do automatically. Very, very interesting. Another thing I want to talk about is the law of resonance. Now, the law of resonance is basically showing that if you were to take a guitar, for example, let's simplify it, take a guitar, take two guitars, and you put one in the room and you hold one in your hand and you hit the E string, the thick string, and you pluck it, and you were to be near enough or close enough to the other guitar, the other guitar's E string will start vibrating. Now, this also happens with um, an opera singer, so to speak. So an opera singer that... Uh, you know what? They know how to break wine glasses with a high, with a certain pitch of their voice. So they, it's the the wine glass will start vibrating, and eventually shatter. And so there's a law of resonance there, and this has a direct correlation to do with healing. Now, when a healer, for example, uses sound or crystals on you, or they use energy healing with their hands, this is essentially the same kind of effect where it's telling your body to start resonating in a certain vibration, to heal your body. A scientist, actually, um, a doctor back in a long time ago, um, his name was Dr. Reif, he created these sound devices that were actually healing people um, because they targeted sound vibrations in the body and they would target viruses or whatever incurable illnesses that the people had. And it turned out he was able to actually, within you know a few minutes a week, um, completely eliminate these viruses or bacteria and people were cured of their disease because these viruses, remember, everything's energy, everything vibrates. And so he found and created these devices that were able to eliminate um, these viruses that were unable to live in a certain vibration. So that is the same kind of effect as the, as the law of resonance, a very powerful, very powerful thought here that we need to absorb and realize and take into our, into our life every day. Anyways, Dr. Reif, um, you know, he ended up and, and died broke. And so you can kind of see where if there if there's no money to be made in curing people it's no it's no longer a business so if you can't cure people what 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 do you do you don't make any money that's the unfortunate truth that's the unfortunate reality that we live in but it doesn't have to be your truth okay this is what i'm trying to get to you guys so rupert sheldrake is an interesting character he was uh, trained originally as a scientist and he kind of went off in his own path so you know, he wrote the article on the 100th monkey effect, and he also uh, writes about a little about atheism and how there are studies that show that atheists actually live shorter and are unhappier than people that follow religious or spiritual practices. And so there's a new wave of new atheists out there, and one's called Sam Harris, and, and even he is starting to bring in spiritual practices such as meditation. And so there's another gentleman tied to this. His name is Tony Jack. He's a scientist here in the, in the United States that um, kind of has done studies on this to show that um, there's a measure of effect of directly how, you, how much you care about people is related um, directly to your, to your empathy. And so the more that you believe in God or a creator, the more that you care about people. And the less that you believe in God or a creator, the less you care about people. So there's a direct correlation there. So a very interesting talk that he does on YouTube and a TED talk. Uh, check him out. His name is Tony Jack. Another thing I want to talk about is the power of visualization. 
So Olympians and, and athletes have been using this technique for decades to kind of further and enhance their training. And there's an interesting article on scienceabbey.com, and here's a quote from it. Scientific studies have shown that visualization has many of the same effects on the brain as physical activity. Studies have shown that while physical practice improves performance more than anything else, mental practice can enhance performance. So definitely check out their article on Science Abbey. An interesting character that you may or may not have heard of is an MMA fighter named Conor McGregor. Now, he doesn't have the greatest reputation now, but back before he was famous and back before he had money, he practiced visualization um, a lot uh, every day uh, with his sister. And now, years later, it seemed to that his visualization has worked. And there's many other famous people and actors and musicians that have understood this concept, and Jim Carrey is also one of them. And so there's another interesting institute out there, and it's called the Math Heart Institute. It's a modern scientific organization that kind of studies things that are kind of outside the normal. And they, so they study some magnetics of the human heart. Um, and the, the recent things that they're doing is they're kind of studying the trees of the earth and how they have their own cardiovascular rhythms and um, that they actually may be used to detect earthquakes in the future. And so what I'm feeling from the study that I've been reading about from the Math Heart Institute is that it feels like to me that the trees are basically the, basically the hair on the skin of the earth that we have on our arms. And so they're connected to, these, to the earth's crust by electrical methods. So that's how like, when we get goosebumps, we, we can tell something's happening, something's coming. There is, a, you know, it's, it's a forewarning. So I feel that that's kind of the direction of where they're going with that. So that's a very interesting organization. Definitely check them out. Um, they bring science uh, with with spirituality, and so as humans, we're we're kind of living here in this earth in this certain spectrum of life of life and of light. And so our eyes, we see a very small percentage of what's going on. And so that's why we have tools like infrared cameras, X-ray and radiation tools to measure these sort of things that we cannot see with our eyes. And if we could see them with our eyes, can you imagine how overwhelming life would be? So it would be just simply too overwhelming for us to even have a, something called a life that's worth living. And so do you see already how balanced human life already is? And as I said, stated before, that it's the mind, the human mind that has been corrupted, that has, that's out of balance. And we can't see gravity, but we can feel its effects. And we can, we can directly see the, the effect that the moon has on our gravity has on us, it has on earth, right? So um, in regards to the tides in the ocean, so we see this every day happening. When as the earth, uh, as the moon goes around the earth, we see the tides going in and out of the oceans. And millions of years ago, and when the moon was closer, instead of it being tens of feet, it was hundreds or thousands of feet that these waters would rise or fall. And so the water would go up onto the land from for miles and miles and miles and pull upon all the nutrients and bring them back into the ocean. So the earth, ha- the, the moon was a very important part of the, um, the development of, of us and, and life here on earth. And so if the moon has a direct effect on earth and imagine the indirect effect it has on us, and this is where astrology comes into play that these planets uh, with their certain gravities have a direct correlation on the energies within us. So astrology is also a very interesting um, interesting thing for us to learn about as well. 
And so another thing I want to talk about is sacred geometry. Now, sacred geometry is everywhere. It's in, it's in nature. It's in the spirals of galaxies. It's in the orbits of planets. It's in hurricanes. It's in lightning strikes. And it's also in the human body. And for example, in the length of our arms and legs and our fingers, where the joints and fingers are, there's sacred geometry in there. And so we are a mirror of, of nature. Sacred geometry is, is in flowers, it's in leaves, it's in trees. Another thing that you can look up is something called fractals. They're, they're basically never-ending, repeating mathematical patterns that were discovered by a guy named Benoit Mandelbrot. And so something that we can see from a fractal, or if you were to look up from a kind of a, a view from the sky, you'd see in our coastal regions, um, you'd see in, in trees, the way that branches go in trees, um, mountain ranges, um, that you can basically go in and out of creation and create endlessly. A very interesting thing. And so it's, it's very interesting what the human mind does. The human mind created this thing. It's, it, there's, there's, this, there's the ego. And the ego, the ego likes to, to create uh, ideas and defend these ideas. And it will defend them with its own life. It'll defend them with your life, whether they're true or not. So we have to realize that the ego is out there trying to force its beliefs upon you, trying to share its beliefs upon you. And in this podcast, all I'm trying to do is give you the guides to give you the signposts to find your own truth so that you can believe what you believe so you can find that your own truth i'm not telling you what the truth is i'm just asking you to look at the patterns out there and look at the patterns in your life so that you can process this this information and come up with your own evaluation and so mainstream scientists like out there if you don't think within their paradigm then they label you something and so that's part of the ego mind it's it, if you don't believe something that they believe, then that's a problem. And we don't live in a world where we can't have our own beliefs, that we can't have our own way of life, as long as it's not hurting anybody, that we're not allowed to believe what we want to believe. And if we're not, then we're judged, then we're labeled something. It's, it's kind of a toxic place. And so we have to realize that analogy that I brought up about being that captain, captain of your own ship, to be strong no matter, no matter the winds, no matter the waves, no matter the, the rhythms or the, the currents that are pulling you in certain directions, be strong. Be the captain of your ship. Know your direction. Know who you are. Believe what you want to believe. But believe in processing your information. Learn through processing information from your heart and into your mind. Connect those two together. For that is wisdom. So scientists would, would also like to believe that consciousness is just in the brain and that when your body dies, the consciousness dies. So while this would only be true if consciousness actually stemmed from the brain, but spiritual masters for thousands of years, they understand that the brain is just the interface for consciousness for this dimension. That consciousness goes beyond the brain and it's not just physical electrical synapses. That's a part of it. That's a part of the interface, but it goes much deeper and much more complex than that. So everything is mental. Everything begins in the mind. Everything is mind. And that this life is a projection of the mind. This is the hologram. So a great book that I would recommend for people that want to learn more about consciousness and the exploration of consciousness 
and awareness outside of the brain. And this idea is called astral travel. Now you might have heard of this. So it's something that we all do when we sleep at night, whether we are conscious about it or not, but we all astral travel. And there was a gentleman in the 1970s, and his name is Robert Munro, and he kind of stumbled upon this, uh, this astral travel by accident. And back then, there wasn't a lot of information to kind of guide him to what this was. So at first, he thought he was crazy. So he had a good relationship with, with a psychiatrist, and a psychiatrist and him, they guided each other. And uh, this was new for them to realize that, you know what, go forward with this. This is not, you're not crazy. Keep going forward. And so a book became of this uh uh, of this study, of this uh, of this learning, of this journey of his called uh, Journeys Out of the Body. And so this guy was not just some regular guy. He was a very successful businessman. He had millions of dollars. And when he had kind of learned and mastered this astral travel, he created the Monroe Institute. So this is something that you can look up now on the internet. This is a place where they teach you about astral travel. And they have they have scientists that have gone through this process and learning and this education that are left brain, but they realize the power of the consciousness. It's incredible, an incredible institute. Definitely look that up to get some more information on that. And so to kind of sum everything up, and going back to what I started this episode with, is remember that you are the most important thing in your life. So take in everything that I have presented here. And really think about how these can affect your life. The things about the memory of water and the intentions and the feelings that you put into water. The law of entanglement. The law of reson- resonance. Power of visualization. Magnetics. Gravity. Left brain. Right brain. That we are sacred geometry. That we are mirrors of the universe. And that our minds are are the beginnings of everything, that everything is mind. So putting that all together has such an important and powerful impact on our lives. But it's so easy to forget about these things because we live in a world where we are just constantly distracted by videos, by movies, by music that talks about materialism, that talks about having things, and forgets all of these things that are the most important things that have effect on our lives in a positive way, which are this. And so this is where it's important to find peace every day of time where you can spend with yourself, whether you can meditate, whether you can do breathing exercises, whether you can go for a walk in nature or a walk in a park, spend time with yourself, learn more about yourself, learn more about who you are and what your purpose here on earth is. It's important to spend time and to learn more about yourself. Know thyself, a very important spiritual term. It's the most important thing that you can do. So to sum everything up, be the captain of your ship. Don't be that twig of, of, of floating out there and being guided by the waves, by the storms, by the beliefs of other people, by the beliefs of groups or religions or scientific groups. Be the captain of your own ship and pick your destiny because you have that power. You are creating your reality as you speak, as you think, as you believe. Thank you everyone for being here with me on this journey. I'll see you next time. Take care.